You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. I greet you in the wonderful name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Family, this afternoon I've got a message of hope that is really going to lift your faith. But before I share the message, let's do the declaration. One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept his sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to his word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the word with meekness and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. Those are words of life. Those are words of hope. And that's the message that I want to share with you this afternoon, that all of us have hope. Let us pray. Precious Father, we thank you that you've made a way through Jesus Christ, that we can always have hope. Lord, thank you for lifting up our spirits to where you are, giving us strength in our inner man, giving us the word of God, O Lord, that brings light and life into our lives. This afternoon, Lord, as we pray for your people, we want to submit, commit, and dedicate them unto you. Let your blood speak for us. Let your mercy speak for us. Let your favor speak for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. As I said, I'm going to minister on hope and that all of us do have hope. The book of Colossians teaches us that Christ on the inside of us is the hope of glory. In Hebrews, we see that hope is the anchor of our souls. So as long as you've got hope, you can go on. Hope is the anchor of our soul, is what Hebrews teaches us. It's that thing that brings stability to your soul, your will, your intellect, your emotions. When you are thinking about everything and the future, hope brings that stability. It was David in the book of Psalm 27 verse 13. He said, I would have lost a heart unless I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He was saying, I was going to lose hope, but because I put my trust in God, I know he's going to see me through. A matter of fact, family, he doesn't say one day in heaven. He says, you're in the land of the living. I want to encourage you as long as your hope is in the Lord, your hope is in Christ, there is always hope. Put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. James wrote, and I'm quoting from the message translation, he says, the Lord is going to take care of every little detail. God is aware of your situation to take care of every little detail. It's very easy to find yourself in a situation, in a position that you feel hopeless. David encouraged himself and said, I would have lost hope, but I kept my trust in the Lord. Family, as long as your hope is in God, there is always hope. With everything happening around us, I want to encourage you to put your trust in God. Putting your trust in God has got a lot of benefits. He is faithful. He is reliable. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's helped so many people in the past. He's helped you in the past. Now focus upon your future and see what God will do. You need to keep your trust and your hope in God. I want to read from a 
very well-known passage, Jeremiah 17, and I'm reading from verse 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man, and makes his flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord, for he shall be like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. When you put your trust in man, the Bible says that you are cursed. We know that to be cursed is when God's presence is not with you. When God's presence is with you, Emmanuel, God is with us, we are truly blessed. Jeremiah is saying, when you put your trust in man, it's almost like God withdraws and he says, then do it on your own. He says, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Family, when you put your trust in man, your heart will start to depart from God. Because the more you put your trust in God, the more you will become like God. The more God will help you. But the more you put your trust in man, the further your heart will move away from God. It's actually very boastful and arrogant and a heart full of pride that thinks that man can solve all problems. Obadiah 1 verse 3 says, It's the pride of my heart deceived me. Family, so be very careful in a time like this to walk in humility, to put your trust in God. He says, it will be like a shrub in the desert. It means it's a, it's a dry place, a, a place where you're alone on your own, where you experience heat the whole time. I think the worst thing about these few verses is verse number 6, where he says, and shall not see when good comes. How bad must that be? God has planned good things for you. The Bible teaches us, I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. God has got hope in your future. But because your trust is in man, it's almost like your focus on man here, whereas God is here. While you're focusing on man here, and God wants to bring things from this side because you're not focusing on God, that which God is bringing to you. Because your focus is on man here, you miss what God has got for you here. How sad is that? God doesn't change his mind concerning the good things that he has planned for you. But you can miss those good things because your trust is in man. Let's read on. Verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. It's very interesting to say that when you put your trust in man, there's three things. But when you put your trust in God, exactly double of amount of things, the blessings that you will experience. It says, number one, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. When you trust God, you can have hope in God. Why? Because when you know a person's word, you know that person's character. 
And when you know his character, he becomes predictable. So family, we know Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. His word is settled in heaven forever. It never changes. Therefore, we know the character of God and therefore he's predictable. What do I mean by that? When you come to God in humility and sincerity of heart and you say, Lord, please forgive me. I've messed up. He is faithful and just to forgive you every single time. When you say, Lord, help me, you know he's going to help you. That's why David said, I would have lost heart if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I want to encourage you that even in this time where there's COVID chaos around us, don't lose heart. Maybe you feel like David, that I would have lost heart. I would have lost all hope. But keep your trust in God. Look here what he says. He says, for he shall be like a tree planted by waters. Even in this time, water is the one thing that refreshes us. We've been washed by the water of the word. It's rivers of living waters flowing from the inside of us. Jesus is that water, that fountain of life, which spreads out its roots by rivers. Family, he talks about being planted, being rooted. When you are rooted and planted in the house of the Lord, the church, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, Psalm 92 teaches us those that are planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish. Right now, there's such an attack upon the church for people not to be planted in a church. But that's one of the secrets for you to flourish is when you are planted in the house of the Lord. This is so amazing. He says, and will not fear. Family, you do not have to fear in this time. While your trust is in God, you know that God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. Even when the heat comes, his leaf will be green. Uh, that root that is receiving all that water is nourishing the fruits. Even in tough times, difficult times, your leaves will still be green. People will look at you and say, I know you're going through exactly the same experience that I'm going through. But why are your leaves green? Why is your face full of hope? Family, it's because of the Lord Jesus Christ, that hope of glory on the inside of you. It says, and he will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will he cease from yielding fruit. I want to tell you in this season, you are going to continue to yield good fruit. The fruit of righteousness, the fruit of the Holy Spirit that love and that joy and that kindness, the self-control that God has given us, all these fruits of the Spirit is producing light and life on the inside of you. As long as your hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ, there's always hope family. When you read verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, and who can know it? In this time, be very careful that your heart does not deceive you, that you think that you are trusting God, but your heart is actually trusting man. There's a way that seems right to man, but the end leads to death. 
Sometimes we can make decisions from a natural point of view. Whereas you need to make a decision in the spirit. Right now there's so many people responding out of their flesh and not out of the spirit. Remember, sons of God, daughters of God, we are led by the Holy Spirit. Not by our flesh. The flesh's nature is to kill, steal and destroy. But the spirit is to bring life and life in abundance. When we view things from a natural point of view, it's so easy to make Remember that faith comes from the heart of man. The word of God dominating your heart. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. The Bible teaches us that man's spirit is a candle for the Lord. And he looks at every chamber, searches every part of us. That's what the word of God does. Hebrews tells us that the word of God has got the ability to discern the intents and the thoughts of our heart. Verse 10 says, I, the Lord, search the heart, I test the mind, even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. Family, I want to encourage you in this time, allow the word of God to discern the intents and the thoughts of your heart. Ask yourself, do I still hope and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, to have faith, the kind of faith that pleases God. Hope is one of those ingredients. The hope of a better future. The hope knowing that God is busy perfecting everything concerning us. We have hope knowing that Jesus is busy working out the answer to our situation. When we don't know what to do, we can have hope in God who holds our future in his hands. The thing that's keeping you back right now is your thinking. The way that you look at your situation. When you cannot look beyond your situation, your heart will be gripped with fear and you'll become hopeless. But when you can look beyond your situation and know that God holds your future, there'll be hope on the inside of your heart. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 12. And I want to read from verse 1. The Bible says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It says here, do not be conformed to this world. What is he saying? Paul is writing and saying, don't copy the world. Don't do it the way that the world is doing it. The problem that we have today, there's too much of the world in the church. Whereas Christ is the head. He is our example, the one leading us. He says, but if you want to be transformed, if you want things to change, by the renewing of your mind. You have to change the way that you are thinking. Family, when you change the way that you are thinking, it will affect the way that you say things. It will affect the things that you are talking about, the things that you are declaring. And once it affects the things that you are saying, 
will start to affect your actions. Remember, family, you might be silent, but your faith is never silent. It is moving in a direction. It says, so that you can be a living sacrifice, acceptable in the Lord's sight. Sometimes, in times like this, there's some sacrifices that we have to make. We have to place a God in front of our mouths. When we look at things, we have to be very careful that we don't view these things from a natural point of view. When we look at the story of Ruth and Naomi, we see that godly choices produces godly results. But family, when you look at Elimelech and the sons, they were in a situation where there were drought and there were difficulties that they were facing at that time. Very interesting that Elimelech's name, God is my king. Can you imagine every time they greeted him, what they acknowledge is that God is his king. They were from Bethlehem, the place of bread. That's what Bethlehem means, the place of bread. And they moved to Moab. You can almost see that he had everything. God is his king, is in the place of bread, a place of provision. And suddenly there's drought and he views it from a natural point of view. And he makes a decision to move away to Moab. Moab means washing pot or wash pot that was used to wash their feet, that which is dirty to be cleaned. But family, he had already. So he made a decision from a natural point of view where God is his king being declared over him every day from the place of bread, a place of provision, to go to a place called wash pot. That's what the book of Psalm teaches us. Moab is a wash pot. How sad. So many times God gives us everything, declares over us everything. And we make a decision from a natural point of view to move away from what God has for us. Yes, God will always turn it around and that which the enemy intended for evil, he will bless us and help us and get us through that. And I don't want to focus too much on his decisions that he made. But when we make a decision, afterwards that decision will make us. Sometimes we know God has spoken to us a clear word, but we walk in disobedience because we look at the situation from a natural point of view, make a decision from a natural point of view. But God is so faithful and he turns it around for Ruth. She says, I am going where you are going. Your God will be my God. I'm not going to serve the gods of my forefathers. I'm not going to serve these wooden images, but the invincible God of power and might, the one who brings hope, who changes our future. I'm going to serve him. I know you're going back to the place of bread. I'm going to follow you. Where you go, I'm going to go. I know you've put your trust in the God that's full of hope. I'm going to put my trust in that God. And we know the rest is history, how God changed 
her future. That which the enemy intended for evil, God turned it around for her good and he blessed her. And we see she's part of the tribe of Judah, a tribe called Praise, where she now praises God and takes on the inheritance where Jesus Christ becomes part of her lineage. Family, can you see there's always hope when you put your hope in the Lord Jesus Christ? Jeremiah 17 verse 14, when you read the message translation, Jeremiah says, Lord, put me back together again. We can truly see that a Ruth and a Naomi, how God put them back together again. Family, I want to encourage you. If it feels like your life is in a thousand pieces, everything is falling in different directions, shattering around you with no hope, put your hope in God. He's got the ability to put you back together again. Isaiah said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted. Many of you that are sitting with broken hearts with so many questions, I want to encourage you, put your trust in God. When you put your trust in God, that hope of glory, Christ on the inside of you, you start to release the grace of God into your life. That grace is not an ordinary grace, family. It is God's unmerited favor. But I hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. The grace of God starts to work within us. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. Verse 10, by the grace, the unmerited favor and blessings of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not found to be for nothing fruitless and without effect. In fact, I worked harder than all of them, the apostles, though it was not really I, but the grace, the unmerited favor and blessing of God, which was with me. Family, in this time, put your trust in Jesus Christ, in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The truth is that that grace is Jesus himself. In whatever situation you are facing right now, Jesus is busy working out the answer, the solution to the challenges, the problems that you. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9 says the following, For you are becoming progressively acquainted with and recognizing more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, His kindness, His gracious generosity, His undeserved favor and spiritual blessing, in that though He was so very rich, yet for your sakes He became so very poor, in order that by His poverty you might become enriched, abundantly supplied. Family, we can see that Paul is writing and he say, it's a process where you're getting more acquainted with the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, seeing that He's working in you and through you. He was extremely rich and blessed, but he became poor so that you can experience all of that. I want to encourage you, put your hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't view things from a natural point of view, but let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. So many times I see people come to and say, Pastor, 
Will you please pray with me? I have to make a decision. And then I think to myself, but the decision that you want to make, it's very clear in the Bible, in the Word of God, what the answer is. And then I realized they're actually saying is, please pray with me so that I will become obedient. Because as long as you view your situation from a natural point of view, it's very easy for you to be pulled into this direction or that direction. But as you are led by the Holy Spirit, allowing the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ, that hope of glory, Christ himself on the inside of you, to be the anchor of your soul, you'll realize that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The good thoughts that he had about you last year is the same today and will be the same tomorrow. It doesn't matter what decisions you've made. When you come to Christ, you ask him for forgiveness. You can have that hope and assurance that he will forgive you, sanctify you, wash you. It is that forgiveness that becomes your bridge, your faith that links you up with God, that points you in the right direction. Proverbs teaches us, guard your heart with all diligence. In this time and season, guard your heart, protect your heart. Make sure that the Word of God is dominating your heart. The Word of God, Jesus, is hope. He'll be allowing hope to dominate your heart and your heart will remain full of faith so that you can finish this race strong. There's always hope for those who put their hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, there's hope because God deals with you according to His grace and His mercy. Make sure to keep your trust in Him. When your trust is in God, there's so many benefits. When you put your trust in God, you'll see anxiety will go. When anxiety wants to grip your heart and you start thinking negative thoughts, start renewing your mind and see how the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ will transform you from glory to glory, from strength to strength, as His grace continues to work in you and through you. Selah. Precious Father, we thank you for making a way through Jesus Christ that our hearts can be full of hope. Thank you that this hope is the anchor of our souls, Lord, even in this time when so many things are happening around us, Father. Thank you for your hope. Right now, Lord, we want to pray for your people, Father, and speak hope into every heart where hopelessness has gripped their hearts, O oh Lord. Let your love fill their hearts, Lord, to expel all shades of fear and anxiety, O oh Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you, Lord, for the heavenly hosts that are more than those that are against us, Father. Lord, we ask that you will assign your angels concerning your people right now to fight for them, Lord, to keep evil away, Lord, to bring good things to them, to solve problems for them. Thank you, Lord, that we know that we have a friend in the Lord Jesus Christ that is solving problems for us right now. Thank you, Master Jesus, that you are the solution to all fundamental problems. We come as your church 
We put our trust in you, Lord. Let your blood speak for us. Let your mercy speak for us. Let your favor speak for us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Lord, even in this winter season right now, we pray the blood of Jesus over every family, Lord. Strengthen them in their inner man. Lift up their spirit man to where you are. Give them strength in their inner man, O Lord, so that their spirit will sustain their bodies, Father. We bless every family, Father, with good health and strength. And we ask, continue to commit yourself to their protection, to their health, to their strength, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Thank you that you've sent your word to bring healing, health, and strength in Jesus' mighty name. Father, even right now, where fear wants to grip people's hearts concerning the coronavirus, we resist that wicked spirit of killing, stealing, and destroying, that spirit of fear. We resist you with the name and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we ask Master Jesus, judge between what the enemy wants to do and what you have planned and overrule the plans of the wicked one right now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And we thank you for that, Father. We bless you for that. We draw perimeter in the spirit by the blood of Jesus around every household, every family, every individual. And we even ask, Lord, that your fire would burn around them for your name to be glorified within. This fire irritate, frustrate, blind, paralyze, consume everything that's not of you. Let this fire burn around your people, O Lord, as a beacon of hope and light and life that wherever your sons and your daughters will go, Father, they will be beacons of hope for those around them. We thank you for that, Lord. We bless you for that in Jesus' mighty name. We receive from your throne room everything that's good, everything that's pure, everything that's holy, everything that builds up, everything that encourages, everything that strengthens, Father. We receive from your throne room right now in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, where thoughts has been tormenting people, we take those thoughts captive right now, those arguments captive right now, and we bring it in line with the mind and the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for that. Father, we release your peace into every home and household right now. And we ask, Lord, for a stronghold of your love to dominate every household, Father, so it will be easy for your people to believe so that their faith can work through love, a kind of faith that moves mountains, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we speak to every mountain that every household is facing right now, financial difficulties, mountains of financial difficulties, we say be removed in Jesus' mighty name. Master Jesus, stretch forth your mighty right hand right now and cause the light of your favor to shine upon their ways, to remove every difficulty, every insecurity, every fear in Jesus' mighty name. Father, right now we keep every person bound to your will, to your plans, to your purposes in Jesus' mighty name, that they will hear your voice, Lord, that will show them, give clear instruction and direction in the way that they should go, that they will not go to the left or to the right, but that they will run the straight race by your grace, O Lord. Take them from where they are to where you want them to be as your blood speaks for them, as your mercy speaks for them, as your favor speaks for them. Take them, Lord, from where they are to where you want them to be. Make haste, 
O Master Jesus, to help them. Make haste, O precious Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for that. We bless you for that. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I trust that your faith has been lifted, that your heart is full of hope and that you know that someone, the Lord Jesus Christ, by His grace and His mercy, is working out the answer, the solution to the difficulties that you are facing, maybe the insecurities, the uncertainties, that you will know that you can put your hope in God, that He holds your future in His hands. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon and go and impart some hope where there's a situation of hopelessness. Be that beacon, be that instrument of mercy and hope in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me bless you. Raise your hands to heaven. Father, right now, we bless your people with every blessing that's in Christ Jesus and we declare that only your goodness and your mercy will follow them all the days of their lives. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious towards you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. God bless you. Remain in faith and we'll see you soon. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.